It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Welcome to Child Care Barnacle Podcast. Jeff Johnson with you live from Upstairs Studio at the Snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico, coming to you from the wilds of Minnesota. Kristen Peterson, how you doing, Kristen? I'm doing very well, thank you. I I wish that I was down at the what did you call it? The Snuggery. The Snuggery. I wish I was down at the Snuggery. Oh, it's been cold at the snuggery the last couple of days. There was a frost warning the other day. I had to bring the plants inside. It was a oh, you poor it was thing. A big to do. Oh my, yeah. Yeah. I feel so bad for you, mm-hmm. but not really. It was. Um, Jeff, what web browser do you use? I use web browser. Yeah, I use the Brave browser. <laughs> that does not fit into this. Okay. okay. So uh, I don't even what, know what, what that is. What is that? The Bra- Brave is a browser. It's uh, built on, I believe it's built on the the uh, Chrome browser, but doesn't have all the evil stuff that Google does included in it. Okay. So did you have to do a little bit of like research on that to like figure out what would be a good browser to use? I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. Okay, so okay. <laughs> do you want to know what that tells tells people about you? Um, well, I mean, not particularly, but since we're making a podcast, it wouldn't be good podcast if I said no. But um, so, yes, yes, I'm very interested. Hey, so that tells us that you are what would be considered a nonconformist. Okay, how okay, does it so tell I read us a, that? I was reading this book. Um, by Adam Grant. It's called Originals, How Nonconformists Move the World. And um, there was a man named Mike Hausman who did like an actual research study to figure out why um, certain, like why some companies had huge turnover rates and others didn't. Anyway, he had like 30,000 different samples of different things, but and couldn't quite pin down like what people had in common that left their jobs sooner than others. But through that, he found something else out. He found out that the choice of browser that people use shows that they some people have more original thinking than others. And if you use Safari or um, Internet Explorer, you have a higher chance of being more of a conformist. And if you use Firefox or Chrome 
or whatever you use, bling, brave, bravo, brave, brave. then you have a higher chance of being a nonconformist. So then I started to wonder, I wonder if you applied this to the early childhood education world and asked like traditional school, like public school, traditional style, early childhood educators, this question, if they would more than, if more of them would use Safari and Internet Explorer than play-based learning advocates and teachers, maybe most of them or some of them or a majority of them use Chrome and what was the other one? Firefox. I don't, I don't use Firefox. So I like was putting that together thinking, I wonder if you have to be more of a nonconformist to be a play advocate. Because it goes against the grain. It goes against the status quo. It's like more, you have to be more of an original, a nonconformist in order to step outside that status quo box of the traditional way of doing things. Do you? That's I don't a, know. <laughs> that's so that's much. why I wanted to talk this through with you because I, that was a thought that I had when I was reading that. That is a, that is a very much lot of thinking. Um, so. <laughs> Welcome to my brain. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean. Why, why, uh, why subject yourself to so much thinking? That sounds that I mean. First, it feels exhausting. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't, though. I don't use a different browser. I don't think because I'm a non-conformist. Even though Mister What's His Face says yeah. so, I think it's uh, that I, I just want some fucking privacy, and I don't want the people that uh, run the browser spying on me. And uh, Google is evil. Um, Okay, so, and the funny thing is, is I see myself as an outside-the-box thinker, and mm-hmm. on some things, not all things, like, I mean, I, like, color my hair, because I don't want gray hair to show, Um, I sometimes, like, whoa, I, I, whoa, wait, <clears throat> you told me that that's your natural hair color, a couple, a couple recording no. sessions ago, you told me that that was your, no, your natural, I told yes, you, you, yes, you did. I did not. I did not. I told you, I don't know what I told you, but I never said it was my, I said it was probably somewhat natural. No, nope, nope. I still, I, <laughs> I, I, no, because you I, called I, me I on it and I admitted, I, I, I did admit I color my hair, oh, but you admitted it is, you color it, but you colored it, that, 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 that it, you colored it your natural color. Yeah. It's which, the same color as my natural hair. On. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be natural if you had to color it. If you're coloring it, it is there for not natural. Well, that's natural. because I'm covering gray. So what's wrong with the gray? So anyway, that's a con- that's like a conformist type thing because you don't, like you're trying to go by what society deems is is beautiful. Mm, okay. Well, um, you know, society's <laughs> all fucked for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> I, I I am I'm looking at a at a at a chick with her natural hair color now, and she went through all kinds of phases of uh of coloring it to make uh, society happy. I know. Is, See, uh, 
it's this golden grayish kind of mane of uh, sexy that uh, I can hardly keep my eyes off of Aww. now. So um, I I don't think I'm so so Tasha's a nonconformist for not coloring her hair. No, so that was a that was an example for me. Oh, okay. Um, also another example for me would be like fashion. Like I conform to like what's in style, but I feel like as a play-based learning educator, like you step outside of what society's like, what's traditional or what is most highly accepted and what is just a given and you push back against it by saying, here's what children really need. And it often feels like you're like swimming upstream because you have to fight so much for what's actually right for children. Like, why do we have to like fight so much for what children should actually be doing? I don't know. Those like, it's all those things. It's all those thoughts. Can you put it together? and make it sound smart um well i'm still kind of confused i i i don't know that you need to be a nonconformist to be a play advocate um i think you need to be a little bit grouchy and you need to be a little bit based in reality and you need to know how to yeah. read um but if you can if you can do i i think to to truly be a, a play advocate what you need is is you need you need a fuck and you needed another fuck because you need two fucks to rub together. And uh, there are so many people out there just going through the motions. And I guess, I, I mean, um, that, that don't have two fucks to rub together about what they're doing or about their practice or about the choices they're making. And so if you don't have that fuck and then that other fuck to rub together, um, it's hard to be an advocate for things um anything i guess play among them um is there a way to describe that without using the word fuck so much probably <laughs> probably a care okay oh yeah i guess uh you could but but rubbing two cares together doesn't sound and i don't know exactly how you would rub two fucks together it sounds nasty and unsanitary i'm not sure i'd want to oh my gosh i i, I don't no. think i want to get involved in that um no. because i'm i'm basically a conformist so <gasps> that seems way too far outside the box for me. Really? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm totally um, a conformist. I'm totally straight laced. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I mean, that's, that's who I am. So your non-conformist argument kind of feels uncomfortable for me because I'm, I'm, I'm into conforming. Are you really? You're making face. You're making faces at me. I'm just trying to decipher if you're telling the full truth. Well, I mean, look at me. What is not conform? What is not conformist about me? The way I dress. Do I do I dress in I a nonconformist? Well, just your way? choice of internet browser shows that you're nonconforming. Because, like, I wonder how much of the population uses Google. Um, well, that's not most. a browser. Is that a browser? No, that'd be no, Chrome. Chrome. Chrome is the Chrome browser. Is the browser. Yeah. Google is a search engine. Yes. Okay. But like, I I bet that there's a very small percentage of people that use Brave. Bravo? Brave? 
compared to compared to Chrome? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think right there that shows, I mean, you were a nonconformist in that one specific example. Okay. That one example. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, and I don't know, I can't tell you about the rest of your life, but anyhow, that was, I, I didn't know you were a fan of the, uh, the hair band poison. Oh, I'm not. It's just a point. It's not, it's just says poison and there's a snake on it. Oh, okay. I thought you were, you were a fan of the hair band poison. I'm not, uh, I don't even not, know what not? they say. You don't like poison. You don't, you don't know poison. Um, don't know so poison. So maybe early learning people need to be um, nonconformist or or maybe people just like to feel like they're nonconformists. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of culture um, is made up of of a lot of pop pop culture is made up to buy this thing and use this product mm -hmm. and be a rebel. Um, so maybe the whole nonconformist feeling is actually driving people to conform. Uh, hey, yeah, that's, that's that. Now that's deep thinking. That's a lot of thinking. Uh, not, not, not really. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say it one more time. Cause I'm trying to like separate it in my brain. So maybe. people, people like to people like to conform, but they also like to feel like they're non-conforming. And so there are all kinds of products out there that sell you, be a rebel, um, be your own person, do your own thing, just do it. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I mean, the, the U S army, they had their, their, their marketing campaign was an army of one because you're all unique and special. Um, but, but what all those things are really doing, use this, use this baking soda, drive this car, wear this clothes, and you'll be an independent, uh, thinker. You'll be your own person, but it's really saying buy this thing and do this thing and, and do, do the same thing. Millions of other people are, are doing yeah. so. We we want to we want to feel like we're we're rebels, but we at heart want to conform and fit in, most of us. Yeah. <laughs> so like even if you're a nonconformist, you're still conforming to a set of thoughts or a set of actions that's already there. So really, you're just conforming to a different type of thing. Well, I mean, maybe um, back in back in high school, um, I went to high school with, uh, you know, this was back in in the 80s, long, long ago when you were but a toddler or not even born. Probably. A, I, I was born in 1980. Okay. So you were, yeah. you're a, I'm in high school and you're a preschooler. So, mm -hmm. um, there was, uh, this, uh, this thing called quote unquote punk rock. And I went to school with a couple, a couple people that were, were punk and they were nonconformist and they all <laughs> fucking dressed alike. Um, they all wore the same ripped up stuff and, and all, all, all the people all the time that one person might be a rebel and a nonconformist, but then a, a whole bunch of, uh, of people follow them and, 
And uh, look, the first person to stick a safety pin through their through their uh, nose or earlobe, okay, there's some nonconformity for you. But then when when seven thousand hundred million bazillion other teenagers start doing the same bullshit, of course it is. When somebody listens to or creates, look, uh, rap music is about fifty years old now. It hasn't been in the in the the mainstream for that long. But fifty years ago, when that was a new thing, sure, that's nonconformity. Uh, but then when I it's every when it's what every everybody listens to or millions and millions of people listen to then it's conformity the first person who um who 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 played who used the electric guitar to play the blues was a nonconformist a non-traditionalist and then a whole bunch of other people followed in their footsteps so it is very rare for somebody to be truly unique yeah and 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 special although we would all like to maybe feel that way yeah i don't know if i i uh, i i i i like feeling like i like i fit in i don't like to stick out i don't want to i i i don't i i mean i don't like making waves um mm -hmm. what about you are you a wave maker um i think i want to be and i feel like i am but it brings up like if I do make waves it brings up lots of feelings of like ew that doesn't feel good when I get pushback um or when I have to like defend myself so I think that that is probably I mean so yeah I want to be and think that maybe I identify as that but like I don't really feel like I am because it feels icky. What when having somebody disagree with you feels icky or having yeah. pushback well, feels licky, yes. icky or, yes. or, or pushing people feels icky or, or what? I'm not pushing, I don't think pushing people. I think, um, I think if, so I I have a really hard time with like negative feedback, but that's just like my own, like, that's my personality. And that's like, I think that just comes from like childhood and all that kind of stuff. So um, whenever, if I were to like put something out into the world and receive a ton of negative feedback about it, I would, it would feel really icky to me. Um so I guess in those those aspects, I I try to like dance that line between like pushing things a little bit, but still still conforming. Sure. If so advocates need multiple fucks to rub together. Mm -hmm. um, you have to you have to have a cause. You have to care. Um, and then so I guess what we're saying here is advocates also need to have. Um, I, I, I like the, or, or try to hone, try to develop. Um, I like the term rhino, rhino oh, skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to be somewhat armored or at least have some sort of way of dealing with the discomfort of putting yourself out there and pushing mm -hmm. against what you seem to be the, the stream of, I mean, really you're, you're, you're talking about, you're, you're trying to be a, a salmon swimming the other direction from all the other mm -hmm. salmon. 
Mm-hmm. And so you've got to, you've got to kind of be armored to, to, to go into the stream. I was yeah. going to say battle, but that didn't fit with the salmon thing. So um, I'm, we're kind of all mixed up here. You have to be, you have to be a salmon in a suit of armor, <laughs> I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. So I think my suit of armor is probably made up of other play advocates. Okay. I mean, that I think sounds, that that's a that, big. That sounds very uncomfortable to put to put on. I know, <laughs> but I think that like it, it, there's safety in numbers, so that if you have a network of other play advocates to support you and talk things through with, and make podcasts with, and um, like meet up with or whatever it might be, it feels safe. It feels more safe. Well, sure. It feels safe. Um, and, and that is good and bad because for, for recovery and self-care, that's good. But a lot of times people put themselves in, in silos. And if you're, you're only advocating for what you advocate for around people that agree with you, then you're not really doing any advocating. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a balance between um, that surrounding yourself with with those same thinkers and exposing yourself to those those different thinkers. Yeah. So, yes. um, you, um, oh, I wasn't. I was going to save this for another episode, but um, you don't know this, Kristen. But there's a thing mm-hmm. going on. So, um. From some and and listeners that listen to the last batch of podcasts know this, but uh, over over um, through some listener calls and some some stuff I've been hearing from people after trainings and those kind of things, there are a a fair number of of play based, play focused, play interested, play adjacent people out there that I've bumped into that are feeling um, isolated. Because there's so many salmon swimming swimming in that other yeah. direction, and that kind of gets frustrating. And um, uh, people are wanting. I, I've also heard from people that are wanting a. I, I, anyway, what it's come down to is first I put out there uh, a couple episodes ago that I was gonna I was thinking about doing this thing, and then heard from enough people that uh, were interested in helping that I jumped in and started doing this thing. So, um, um, so uh, you're gonna find this really funny, Kristen. Um, so it's been a couple of years ago now since I, I pretty much walked away from the social media. And I got a little rant yeah. about the fucking Facebook. Um, but I'm I'm kind of starting on my explorations early learning start. We're starting a community of practice. It's uh it's called Playhaven, and it's uh, going to be a little community place where little little people feeling alone can come and connect and share information and talk about play and recharge and then go out and do that battle. So um, oh, that sounds lovely. It, Why do it, I think know, that's funny? Well, because me leaving social media and then starting what is basically a version of, I mean, it's very social media alike, but not on one of the big platforms. So <laughs> I thought you might get a, get a kick out of that. Um, Don't I, well, no, because it's different. If you're building a community, you're building a haven. It's not, that's good. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, so listen, if you're the I've I've had a link in the show notes for the last handful of episodes uh, for people interested in the the kind of soft rollout. But if so, if you're interested, there is a link in the show notes to Amazing. this thing, and it's a place to click around. I it's either I, I've decided to devote a little bit of time and attention and energy to it, and either it will find footing and people will find it useful, or it won't, and then I'll go do something else. But I thought as part of my my mission for trying to support caregivers um, that it would be something worth trying. So it's kind of, it's kind of what you were talking about. It's kind of a place to go get armored up again, or it could, or it could potentially be. So that's what that is. Yeah. Get your suit of armor on you, salmon. Yeah. You see armor wearing salmon. And then I got to, I got to rant about the fucking Facebook. I learned this from Krista and I, I talked about on the show about how I, how I walked away from, from Facebook and closed down my explorations, early learning Facebook page. And then Krista was like, Nope, it was there. I was there today. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? So I had to, I couldn't get into it. I had to go look and yeah, there it was. And uh -huh. uh, I couldn't get into it because I don't have, my account doesn't have access to it anymore because I, I shut it down. I pushed the button that said delete and, uh, and throw well, yeah. So Tasha was still set up as an admin and we still haven't been able to delete it, but we unpublished it or something. So after okay. thinking it was gone for 18 months, it was finally gone. I hadn't been there, still had 230,000 yeah. followers or something. So um, I don't know what that's all about, but um, I don't want, yeah. I'm never going to go back on the social media, but if you're if interested in kicking around ideas and that kind of stuff, um uh, you can, you can check out Playhaven and the oh, link yeah. is in the show notes and what a great uh, idea. Uh, fuck you, Facebook. I, I don't know. It's all, it's all, it, I mean, it's all Clevette's fault. Hey, Clevette, if you're listening, it's your, it's really your fault that we're trying this. So, um, <laughs> there's that. So what other, what other advocacy talk? Um, okay. Recap what we about. think an advocate needs when they need armor. Need they need they need armor. They need fucks to or cares to rub together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to if you want to swear a little bit less. Yep. Um. They they need they they need uh, they need um, I guess they need information. Yeah. Because there I've I've run into a lot of people who would like to do more advocating, but don't feel confident confident or yes. confident doing it. So information and confidence are yes. probably things that would be, that would be beneficial. Um, totally. And then yeah, that, you can't that rhino skin. If you don't have the words or knowledge to advocate for it. Sure. Um, so you gotta, you gotta school yourself up. You gotta educate yourself mm -hmm. a little bit. You gotta, and, and, and really in the world we're living in a lot of times you've got to boil those ideas down into, into sound bites to, to some extent, because it's really hard to keep people's attention yeah. over, over longer periods of, of time, I think. Um, do you think you also have to be knowledgeable on the flip side of things? So if you're advocating for play, do you also need to be super uh, knowledgeable on all of the traditional side of things and why those maybe aren't developmentally appropriate? 
I mean, I think it's all part of the same. Hand in hand. It's part of the same stew, isn't it? Yeah. Or no? Mm -hmm. No, I think so. Um, but I think that sometimes we just get lost. So like when I first started out, what I call a play-based learning journey, um, you know, you just like, you dive into everything play and yes, you can. I mean, a lot of stuff out there is that's written about play also dives into like why this isn't developmentally appropriate, but I feel like when you like are going to go all in on something, you just want to learn about that one thing and you kind of forget about other things. And I think that that I had some awakenings at certain points where people were like, what about this? And I was like, oh, well, I hadn't really thought of it in that way. Um, so maybe being open to other ways of thinking. Well, part of yeah, being sure. To, to the extent that Look, I think there are people out there who feel like they're advocating for play and couldn't name for you the last time they did something playful in their own life. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe to uh, to advocate for it more effectively, you should try to live it more fully. Yeah. Yeah. And and be a little bit more playful yourself because that I mean, uh, look, adults don't do enough play. Mm. Um, part of the reason through the podcast that I wanted to do the playful change challenge, which I think we'll get into a little bit the next time we're together, um, do some updates, um, is that it is that I wanted to myself uh build some more play into my day or at least yeah. document it a little bit more more thoughtfully and and encourage others to do that because a lot of time we we get in in work mode and put on these goggles and it's kids need play kids need play kids need play but i don't have yeah. time to play mm -hmm. and that that can really quickly burn people out and uh and and kind of lower the their effectiveness i think yeah Speak okay, the playful change challenge. We'll talk about it next time, but I'm changing mine. Okay. That's not yeah. playful. That's yeah. one of the uh one of the conditions of play that you can start you get to choose when you start and when you stop playing. You can move yes, on. Thank you. It's okay to move on to other games. So that's mm -hmm. totally cool. Um it, you know what I like to advocate for? I'd like what? to advocate for fucking people picking up their damn garbage. Um, I was, I was in a parking lot the other day and some asshole, I, I didn't even know cars still had ashtrays. Maybe it was a very, oh. do cars still have ashtrays? I don't think so. Okay. So may, somebody was somebody driving a old vehicle or maybe it would, maybe, you know, maybe if they're smoking in their car, they got a, they got a, I don't know, an empty tuna fish can or something, but just dumped all their, all their butts out in the parking lot. Uh, oh, gross. Yeah, I, I, I know. I like, I, I, I garb, I, I, come on, people, pick mm -hmm. up your garbage. I just, oh, and then little birds will come and get it and like squirrels and things. Yeah, squirrels. I, and I saw later the day, I saw a little, a little gray squirrel sit up in the tree with a, uh, with the, uh, the, the last bit of, uh, of, a uh, of a camel, uh, in his mountain, just sitting there smoking. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, he, look, he looked really cool. He looked I'm really, sure. really cool. Um, He's a nonconformist. Yeah, squirrel. he was a nonconformist smoking squirrel, but mm -hmm. uh, but still, I worry about his tiny little lungs. Um, <gasps> Me too. <laughs> any any other 
Any other thoughts on this before we wrap it up? No, that was all my thoughts. And I really didn't have all my thoughts wrapped up in a neat little package, but that's what, I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to talk with you. Yeah, about that's that's so mean. That's, that's what we do here. We, we, we talk about shit. Um, so we talked about advocacy. We talked about conformity. We talked about squirrel smoking. We talked about poison, uh, the sweatshirt Kristen is wearing, but also the, the band. Uh, fronted by Brett Michaels. Have you heard of Brett Michaels? I have actually. I think he was on a show at one point where it was he was like trying to find a girlfriend, and I think yeah, I watched yeah, that. Yeah, Brett and his uh, his headband. Yes, he wears um, a bandana. Yeah, Brett, Cece yeah. Deville, Bobby Dale, and Ricky Rocket make up the band Poison. I don't oh, wow. know that. I just pulled up the uh, the wiki page. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna sing us out with a Poison song? No, um, oh. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sing. Don't sing in public. Mm. Um, and this is public. But listeners, if you need more Kristen in your life, you can go to KristenRBPeterson.com. And then you'll find you'll find all of the outlets for more Kristen in your life. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. if you're looking for more me in your life, um, I mean, there's got to be better things you can do with your time, but you can go to explorationsearlylearning.com or playvolutionhq.com. If you want to check out Playhaven, it's explorationsearlylearning.com slash Playhaven, all lowercase, no dashes or anything. And, uh, you can click register. And right now, right now it's kind of a closed community. I'm, Ooh. I'm, uh. I'm only letting people in. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm thinking about adding some gatekeeping questions. Don't know if that's really yes, gonna happen. But uh, I wanna. I don't wanna let in the bots. But no. I also. I don't wanna let in any any laminating ladies in unless they're little. Uh, they're laminating ladies that can prove they're they're wanting to turn over a new leaf. So it's very hard yeah. to do. It's very hard to do. Yeah. Um, listeners, if you have any thoughts about how how I should uh, gatekeep Playhaven send me a message or call 228-363-6737. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye. Bye, -bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.